I think we all have times where we feel low, where we, especially if we're believers, after sin, we just get to this place of allowing the guilt to consume us. Sometimes there's a consequence of something physical when we have sinned. Sometimes it's emotional, sometimes spiritual, but there is a consequence to our sin. The consequence is broken relationship, either with God or with other people. And so today we kind of look at that with David and we identify with David because I think we all have been there. That's why we need Jesus in the first place. So I pray that today helps you recognize that in the moments that you mess up, that we still have a God that is ready and willing and quick to help us. I pray today blesses you. Hey friends, welcome to the Hearing Jesus podcast. Do you sometimes doubt if you're truly hearing God's voice or if it's really your own? And how do you know the difference? Do you ever struggle to feel confident in your relationship with God and what he says in his word? Do you sometimes feel stagnant or like maybe you hit a wall in your spiritual life? Hey, I'm your host, Rachel Grohl, missionary, author, pastor, and life coach, and I have been there. I too was doubting God's voice in my own life. I felt insecure about my relationship with him, and I wanted to be obedient to what God was calling me to do, but I wasn't quite sure how to figure out what that was. I felt like I was wasting time trying to figure it out, and I just wanted a way to understand his will for my life. The answer for me was found in the pages of the scriptures, as I learned how to understand what they were actually saying. If you're ready to grow in your faith and to step confidently into the calling God has for you, then join me as we dig deep into God's Word so that you can learn to live out your faith in your everyday life. Hey friends, before we get into today's episode, I have a quick word. I know that you have been frustrated with being confident in how to tell the difference between hearing from God and wondering if it's your own voice. I know, I've been there myself. That's why I wrote the Bible study, She Hears, Learning to Listen to Jesus. This is a six-week study that takes you through the book of John, looking at six women in the life of Jesus, how he calls them, how he encourages them, how he equips them. It also teaches the color method of Bible study, helping you to learn how to really understand the scriptures. I also include a lot of cultural and historical information that makes these familiar passages of scripture really come alive. This is a great study to do with maybe your teen girls or a group of friends from church, and it will really help you gain confidence in how to hear from the Lord and set you up with some tools that will stay with you long after the study is over. Again, head to shehears.org and you can find the Bible study on the resources page. Hey friends, welcome back to the Hearing Jesus podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Grohl. Today we are continuing our devotional reading of the Psalms with Psalm 38, a Psalm of David. O Lord, do not rebuke me in your anger or discipline me in your wrath, for your arrows have pierced me and your hand has come down upon me. Because of your wrath, there is no health in my body. My bones have no soundness because of my sin. My heart has overwhelmed me like a burden too heavy to bear. My wounds fester and are loathsome because of my sinful folly. I am bowed down and brought very low. All day long I go about mourning. My back is filled with searing pain. There is no health in my body. I am feeble and utterly crushed. I groan in anguish of heart. All my longings lie open before you, O Lord. My sighing is not hidden from you. My heart pounds. My strength fails me. Even the light has gone from my eyes. My friends and companions avoid me because of my wounds. My neighbors stay far away. Those who seek my life set their traps. Those who would harm me talk of my ruin. 
All day long they plot deception. I am like a deaf man who cannot hear, like a mute who cannot open his mouth. I've become like a man who does not hear, whose mouth can no offer no reply. I wait for you, O Lord. You will answer, O Lord my God. For I said, I do not let them gloat or exalt themselves over me when my foot slips. For I'm about to fall, and my pain is ever with me. I confess my iniquity. I am troubled by my sin. Many are those who are my vigorous enemies. Those who hate me without reason are numerous. Those who repay my good with evil slander me when I pursue what is good. O Lord, do not forsake me. Be not far from me, O my God. Come quickly to help me, O Lord, my Savior. So Psalm 38 is like some of the other psalms that we have read. It's it's a lament psalm where David is in a bad place emotionally. And what we see is this desperate request from David for God to remove what he feels is punishment and severe discipline for sin. David is overcome by the sense of God's wrath, um, which if you don't remember, wrath is this justified anger or punishment, especially in the Old Testament, we would see that. um, And it comes from a judgment against the sin or disobedience. Um, So David's body is ill. His strength is failing. We see that in verses three through 10. And he knows that his suffering is a result of his own foolish behavior. And so he confesses his sin, he accepts his punishment, and he looks to God for help and relief and really a renewed relationship with him. And so I think this is important to point out because all who have sinned or are suffering from guilt, true remorse and God's judgment may express this kind of prayer when we're in that place. But I want to point a couple things out. Um there is a lot of theological discussion in this area when it comes to sickness and sickness being the result of sin. And while I, I personally do not necessarily believe that all sickness is a result of sin. I think we live in a fallen world where sickness is part of the curse of sin that's on the whole world And I think that this is an area that we have to be careful in. Now, is some sickness a result of sin? Yes. If you are, you know, um, sexually promiscuous and you get an STD and there is a sickness and a consequence to your sin, that's a very clear example. Um, If you are ignoring God in different areas of your life, Um, If God has called you to be a good steward of your body and you are not a good steward of your body and then there are health consequences, um, you know, that that there's a connection there. There's a consequence for our actions, 100%. I also recognize that when we have sinned, especially like if we are somebody that has a relationship with God and then we sin, there is going to be a, a, a resulting consequence in our body, guilt can have terrible consequences on our body. It can cause all sorts of um, physical symptoms, even though it's it starts with this, remo- this root of emotion. And so I'm not ignorant to that, but I think there's a danger when we just assume that all sickness is the result of sin, especially when it comes to, um, you know, like cancer or just, you know, random things that, that are not 
necessarily a result of somebody's own actions or the actions of their parents. So I'm saying that as a caveat, because while we know that David committed some serious sin in his life, and a lot of what he's going through right now is perhaps punishment, consequence, something that he's going through. This is also, you have to remember, Old Testament. Jesus changed things under the new covenant. There's a, it's a whole new ball game, which we will get to that if you're not familiar. But um, I just want to make sure this goes back to the idea that I said before, that not everything we read is prescriptive. Sometimes it's descriptive. And sometimes, like in this lament, this is talking about David's situation and his relationship with God. So we want to kind of be careful that we don't take this and run with it and just start blaming everybody that's sick for having sin in their lives. Because um, I don't know if you've ever been in that place where you have been experiencing sickness, um, especially when it's not a result of your own choices. We serve a God that's a healer, that desires healing. Jesus was a healer. And when we hear things like, oh, well, what what sin in your life is the barrier to your healing? And there isn't an area of sin that's connected. It can be so discouraging and so defeating, so much so that you don't even want to seek out healing in, in prayer because you're afraid of being let down or you, you carry the guilt of your own sin, even if it's not connected. So, um... I just want you to be careful with your words and don't take this and, like I said, run with it. So David is emphasizing consequences because he knows he has committed serious, deliberate sin. And after experiencing a personal, close relationship with God and, and knowing that he has received mercy, we've seen, you know, the whole first part of the Psalms, we've seen this dialogue between God and David. So this isn't like a new believer. This isn't somebody that didn't know what he was doing. He, cre- he committed deliberate, intentional sin and was deliberately disobedient to what he knew God's standard was. So as a result of that, what David is experiencing is anger from God and judgment. And, um, there's a teaching that God always forgives and forgets sin without disciplining the person. Um, and that's not necessarily biblical because we have a God of justice. Now, Jesus paid the price for our sin, certainly, but there was a price to be paid. And, And I think sometimes we get caught up in, um, very heavy teaching on grace And we forget that there was a consequence. We forget that there was a wrath of God. We may not have had to experience it because of Jesus, but it still was part of the process because we have a just God. And so though God certainly forgives a person who is sincerely confessing their failure and determines to change and wants to change with God's help and, um, you know, that's this picture of true repentance, but there may be some time before that individual can experience the same closeness with God that they had prior to that, God certainly chooses not to remember our sins against us, but that's only because Jesus has intervened in between us and God. And so even after forgiveness from God, there may still be consequences sometimes months, sometimes years. I mean, even if you think about this in terms of your human relationships, if, if, um, I use the cheating spouse analogy because it's a very easy way to, Mm. to explain it. If one spouse cheated on another spouse, 
there would be consequences to that. There could be consequences that last not just years, but a lifetime. I mean, there are relational consequences. Maybe there's kids involved. Maybe there's, you know, other marriage involved. I mean, there's, depending on the situation, there could be lasting consequences. And so just because forgiveness is offered doesn't mean there's like a magic button that God snaps his fingers and your life goes back to what it was before the sin. I think that is one of the things that can help keep us from sin is recognizing that on the other side of that, the pleasure that comes from sin is just temporary. On the other side of that, there's going to be lasting consequence. We see a lot of um, body body pain and mental anguish that David is going through because sin causes suffering. And there is a spiritual heaviness in our emotions, which then in turn affects us in our bodies. It affects us spiritually. And sometimes God may even allow us to deal with the consequences of our own sin um, because again, it's, it's not that God is out there giving us arbitrary rules just to make us follow him blindly. He makes those rules because that's what's best for us. And when we go against God's plan, that's when there's consequence. If you've been doing this study with us for a while, you may feel like some of this is familiar because the first line of Psalm 38, it says, Oh Lord, do not rebuke me in your anger or discipline me in your wrath. The first line of that is almost verbatim the same as Psalm 6 verse 1. And so the content of both Psalms is different. Both are laments. Both are um, David kind of pouring out his heart to God. And both have um, discussion of illness in them. But the writer of Psalm 6 does not try to connect sickness to sin. And he also doesn't confess it. So he's lamenting um, where he's at physically and he prays for healing. He's dismissing his enemies. Um, and they may have taken the occasion as evidence for sin. Um, but that's only implied. It's not, it's not a direct connection. On the other hand, Psalm 38 is a lament where David is talking about the connection between sickness and sin. So I think even that demonstrates um, the fact that sickness and sin don't always go together. But in, so when we're reading this in Psalm 38, this is about this specific instance at this time frame in uh, the life of David. Some scholars um, point to verse 11 let me just read it. It says, my friends and companions avoid me because of my wounds. My neighbors stay far away. Some scholars think that that is an echo in the passion narrative in Luke 23, 49, where it says, but all those who knew him, including the women who had followed him from Galilee, stood at a distance watching these things. And so there's bystanders in Psalm 38 and I think the difference there, um, while you might see, see similar wording in Psalm 38, they're kind of antagonists. They're t antagonistic towards him. Whereas in Luke, I, I think it's more that they're sympathizers. So, um, you know, I guess you can take that either way, but uh, I think it's interesting that it, there's a, you know, with Jesus, when he was on the cross, there was no sin. So with him, when they stood back, it's, it's in sympathy, it's in pain, it's in sorrow because he was taking our pain with him to the cross. He didn't do anything wrong. Whereas in Psalm 38, the contrast is, is, is David did sin. And so, 
um, I think I just thought that was interesting to, to kind of point that out. In that time frame, the time frame that this was written when David was writing, there was this belief that was a very common theme in the ancient Near East that explained sin as the cause of suffering, all suffering. So even though that was not the exclusive explanation for sickness, which is where I, I think we should be very careful, it was something that they talked about in that world, even in Israel. And so we recognize that when Job's friends represent the view that there was some sort of link between sickness and sin, and Job refutes that. We see that in the Old Testament there. And um, there's a shade of that here in Psalm 38 where David is kind of leaning into the view of Job's friends, even though he's not as dogmatic as they are. But but the writer of this psalm, David, he doesn't even try to explain his illness. He just operates with this assumption that the root cause of it is sin. And so that kind of makes me believe that whatever he was going through, whatever ailment he was going through, was likely, he knew it was likely a direct result of his sin. And we, we know, we know, I mean, we can tell. Sometimes, you know, we, uh, you know, if you go out drinking to the point of excess, and then the next morning you have a hangover, you know that that physical suffering is a result of your own sin. Like, you know that. That's a lot different than waking up randomly with a headache one day. And so I think for ourselves, of course, examine our hearts and make sure that there's nothing there, any hidden sin, but that we should recognize that there is a difference between the two sometimes. Down verse 21, let me read that one. It says, O Lord, do not forsake me. Be not far from me, O my God. Come quickly to help me, O Lord, my Savior. I think there is a terrible consequence to willful and intentional sin. And that can separate us from God. It can put us in a place of discipline from, from God. But I think it's important to remember and to point out that it can't sever or cut off our relationship with God or it can't, um, I think that we have a God that comes to us where we're at, that finds us in the middle of our mess and rescues us. Now that's not to say that we don't have a role in that and we don't have a place to position ourselves at a place of mercy in our relationship with God, but he is a God that pursues us and that desires a really, a right relationship with us. And so I, I think that we all will have seasons where we go through things like this, but the undercurrent should be that God is still there. He's still there. He's present. We may have moved away from him, but he's still present and desires that restored relationship with us. That's why he sent Jesus in the first place. So I'm going to reread Psalm 38, given that insight. O Lord, do not rebuke me in your anger or discipline me in your wrath, for your arrows have pierced me and your hand has come down upon me. Because of your wrath, there is no health in my body. My bones have no soundness because of my sin. My guilt has overwhelmed me like a burden too heavy to bear. My wounds fester and are loathsome because of my sinful folly. I am bowed down and brought very low. All day long I go about mourning. My back is filled with searing pain. There's no health in my body. I'm feeble and utterly crushed. I groan in anguish of heart. All my longings lie open before you, O Lord. My sighing is not hidden from you. My heart pounds. My strength fails me. Even the light has gone from my eyes. My friends and companions avoid me because of my wounds. My neighbors stay far away. Those who seek my life set their traps. Those who would harm me talk of my ruin. All day long they plot deception. 
I am like a deaf man who cannot hear, like a mute who cannot open his mouth. I have become like a man who does not hear, whose mouth can offer no reply. I wait for you, O Lord. I will. You will answer, O Lord my God. For I said, do not let them gloat or exalt themselves over me when my foot slips, for I am about to fall, and my pain is ever within me. I confess my iniquity. I am troubled by my sin. Many are those who are my vigorous enemies. Those who hate me without reason are numerous. Those who repay my good with evil slander me when I pursue what is good. O Lord, do not forsake me. Be not far from me, O my God. Come quickly to help me, O Lord my Savior. Father God, thank you that even in the midst of our suffering or our pain or the consequence of our sin, that we can know that you are not far from us, that you come quickly to help us because that's what you are, our savior, that you loved us so much that you sent Jesus to reconcile us so we could have this relationship with you and that you do desire to quickly step in to help us. God, help us to recognize that there is a consequence to our sin. And not only could those be emotional and physical consequences, but they could be spiritual consequences. And that it may take some time to repair the work that needs to be done in the process of restoring our relationships with others. God, remind us in the midst of our sin or our desire to sin that you have given us a way out, that you have given us a plan for our lives. And that ultimately your plan is not restrictive as much as it is protective. God, I thank you for the way that you love us and draw us to yourself. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey friends, I just want to let you know that we have lots of great resources for you in the She Hears shop. So if you are looking for something to do after you've finished the She Hears Bible study, or even if you would like a Bible to go along with the Psalm study that we're doing, we have lots of note-taking Bibles and journaling Bibles. There's kind of something for everyone in there. And a new thing we put in the shop is something I love. I use it with my teenage daughters, is the real pretty Bible books of the Bible markers. So you, they're little tabs you put on the outside of your Bible and they help you easily be able to see and flip to different books of the Bible. It's so helpful like for church or when you're doing a Bible study to easily be able to see where you're going. So I pray all those things are resources that you will find helpful. And again, you can find those at shehears.org on the resources page. Hey friends, if this podcast helped encourage, empower, or equip you for God's call in your life, I would love it if you would head over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a review. That's the number one way you can support my show. You can also join our free Facebook community or Instagram page where I share inspirational tips, resources, and prayer throughout the week. Hey, I want you to know I'm praying for you this week. Know that you are loved, you are cherished, and you are His.